Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. All right. We're back for the 49th podcast of the most disorganized, but yet strangely enchanting podcast about board games this is jerry and we're not sexy this time no we're not sexy anymore that was like a that was a one-shot good thing that i don't know how to be sexy but we failed at it but can i put my shirt back on i reserve the right to bring sexy back okay justin whatever happened to justin he came out with another album happened to episode came out with another album after that he did and then he married the old the Jennifer Jessica, he married J- yeah Jessica Jen- Jessica Bill Jessica Bill yeah who made a movie Seventh Heaven no right? she's made even more movies after that and produced some shows he produced some shows although his last album bombed it did well, what do you mean it's because it he diversified himself what do you mean it bombed although you went to his concert I did indeed and he's as awesome as he ever was I like that he had that little curly blonde hair I, I mean, it, and it, then he like he he was in a group of people. That he knew that he was having to carry them, and yes. he was the talented one. Yes, but yet he floated them for a long time. He did indeed. Until Are you making a reference? I'm yeah. not. I'm no. not saying that I'm the Justin Timberlake of yeah. this. They were all in sync with Justin. Yes. Yeah. There was, but it was great because it he was there was Justin. Yep. And then they had the one guy that was kind of the rough tumble. Yes. Mean looking dude. Yes. The J. Jason. The one so had their own stereotypical character type archetype. You got the bad boy. You got the popular one. You got the shy guy. Well, I hate to say this, but we are kind of stereotypical arc ourselves here at this podcast. How right? so? De- how, how, define us. Break okay. that down. So there's, break that down. There is Gobby, the... The sexy one. Right. The comedic relief slash... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that the guy? comedic You're that relief. Guy. It's never good he to called be the you comedic relief. He called you that guy. You're that guy. Wow. You're the guy <laughs> in the the comedy romance uh, that never gets fun, the girl. Not so fun fact. I was class clown. Okay. <laughs> so you mean... <laughs> so it's Carrie. It's like Carrie. It's there. So, you, so he's not very good looking, but every now and then he cracks a joke. <laughs> no, you've got that. You've got the lovable. You got the Kevin from the Office thing the going jolly, on. The jolly, jolly fat jolly, guy. Jolly, jolly, jolly. No. That is stereotypical. See, I don't no, see you as a not, fat. I'm fat. I don't see you no, as a fat. No, but you've been guy. losing weight. How much weight have you lost? Move along. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. uh, I don't see you as a fat guy, Gobby. Thanks. Oh, I just, oh so I'm Gobby. And I kind of interrupted you before. Uh, yeah, I was going to interview you. There's Gobby, our stereotypical archetype. Hey, comic Zoinka, player. Zoinka! <coughs> Never do that ever again. Just don't. And then we have Enrique, which I don't... Oh. The sleeveless wonder. We don't know what I am, to be all honest. Sleeve Rogers. <laughs> no. Sleeve just, Rogers? Just, just kind of... Nah, just Sleeve McQueen. Uh, Enrique's just kind of Sleeve here. it alone? Yeah, just leave it alone. <laughs> I did... <laughs> That was good. And I then Bubba that. has come in to be, kind of be the voice of reason on no. this podcast. Sometimes. We need that. Really? I don't yeah. think so. I think out town, I like it wild and tumbled. And no, we need some tension. Uh, we need some uh, constraints because on Because I know what? I'm not the voice of reason. I just get so much tension when I listen to your bro- your podcast. <laughs> and I think It does turn cool. to me, because me being my archetype of the type A personality on the verge of a nervous breakdown, but yet at times like to uh, yell a lot. Uh, there is some tension sometimes because yeah. Gabby doesn't quite express himself. He can't articulate. I'm not good with words. words. 
what? the way that we need. I don't believe that. Because this is a show that literally people listen to our words. <laughs> yeah, so, because he has to deal with both of us. Uh, that's true. It does. I feel you. That makes but, sense. This podcast is kind of about board games. It's mainly about board games, but for the most part, sometimes... It's mostly about best friends. Yeah, Doing their thing. Doing our thing. I thought we were co-workers. Wait a minute. Just listen. You are a, a close acquaintance <laughs> who, for some reason, you came on a show, you got some clout now because you have a fan club. You, you was clout chasing and, and you're you got mainly it. just a charity case. There are people just always, every time you're not on a show, is Enrique sick? Is he okay? Everybody's always worried about Enrique. Look, that's that's it. So you just say, you do your thing. Just do your thing, Kramer. What did and, you think? Said Kramer. Slide into the Slide room. Into the room. Why, why, hello there. Then there you go. So there's that. But occasionally we banter about various other things. And this is primarily what this podcast today is going to be about. We are going to talk about a interesting game with an interesting theme. Uh, ra- Raccoon Tycoon, which, oh, yeah. w- which was a game that uh, Gabi discovered. And I had not heard of that he really. I'd never heard of it. I avoided. I I've been kind of on the down low here lately. I've been busy and I have not been keeping up with board gaming news. Because really, who's the think that there would be such a thing as board gaming news? Board gaming news. It's a lot of board gaming news. There, That's what I read primarily. A lot of board gaming. There's a, a lot of board gaming. I got news. like three things I read. In Sometimes right. I like to disconnect. I don't like to listen to the hype. I don't like to get excited about things. I like There's, to just cleanse my palate. Speaking of which, go ahead. Usually, me and Jerry both have games we're looking forward to, we're wanting to buy. We want to. Well, we got a lot we want to play that have we're frothing about. over. But. There's really not anything that me or Jerry can really think of that's coming out that we're super excited about. But I have been hearing there's two games I want to hit on. The very one. Underwater Cities. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've heard. Now, that's uh, 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 Suchi. Yes. Uh, the designer. I heard it's very complex. Uh, yes. It's supposed to be pretty in-depth. I get what you did there, and I appreciate it. Go on. Uh, Vladimir Succi, publisher, Delicious Games, plus six more. Oh, was that a joke? <laughs> no, no. I wasn't a joke for real? His, his, his real name is Vladimir Succi? Yes. Oh, I thought you were trying to make it like a Vladimir Putin Succi. No, oh, no, no, okay. no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, we don't. Con- continue on. I'm it's sorry. It's a one to four player. I, I thought he was making a political joke. That's all. That's no, all. Okay. no, no, we don't no, do Oh, yeah, I do political references. I'm sorry. I just, no. I was a joke. Yeah, no. I got you. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what team We're not colluding with anybody. <laughs> Continue on. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a wonderful but we are player. international, and if yeah. somebody international would like to collude with it's us, worldwide board game snobs That's at right. gmail.com, we will collude. Collusion Jones, all the way. Take, we will take sponsorships. Colludish. Yeah. Yes. It's Co- under what? It's, uh, <laughs> it's a one to four player. I'm always all about the solo. Mm. Uh, but it's uh, it's out of stock everywhere. But it is pretty. It's supposed to be pretty in depth. I've said that already. But, as but a joke, it was this time funny the second real. time as it was the first time. It's supposed to be pretty tough. Pretty tough to learn. Well, and also, Quacks of Quidlinburg. Okay, Quacking. I have seen Quacks of Quidlinburg. I have two thoughts on it. Okay. Actually, I have three thoughts on it. Okay. If you give me a moment, I have a fourth thought on it. 
the first thought is, it is it's a bag builder, and you know I don't particularly like bag building games. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't particularly like the art. Three, I don't particularly you like... You played the- Altiplano, you played Orleans. You liked Orleans in the beginning, then you came not it to kinda, like uh, it, and you did not like Altiplano. Those are both bag building Altiplano games. is a mm-hmm. joke. Uh, the mm-hmm. And so the artwork, the theme, the mechanism, none of them I like. The fourth thing I'm going to say about it is that that is the one I want to play the most. Really? <laughs> yes. And I think it is because... And we're going to hard merge into our topic about mechanics and things that we like. I have come to find that I like push your luck games. Yes. I would have. You said that like you just. We need to play Port Royal then. Well, you don't so, point at me. I pointed just don't now. Don't point Royal well, at me. You were he, like, did you see? Oh, oh. I saw that. He only pointed at that. You see, you see, you see the tension there? He pointed at me. You no, see, he notice, didn't. notice the tension. Why are you defending him? Because he didn't point it. Thank point you, Enrique. You. Oh, Enrique oh, steps and in. For once in my life. Enrique steps in. You're driving you to drink. I'm going to say this right now. That monkey shoulder is good stuff. I have. Well, hang on. You, are, are we supporting it for the, a little bit? Just we're supporting bit. it for the second second podcast. Uh, monkey shoulder. Yeah, we generally buy a lot. How and many right now, have you had? What? None of your business. <laughs> That's enough, sir. Thank uh, you. Whatever, police. For those who are, and I'm straight. Thank you. For those that are uh, concern discerning uh, listeners. Uh, we it's have 750 milliliters a fifth. Is that what they call a fifth? Is that a fifth? I <laughs> believe it's a fifth. 750 milliliters, I think, is a fifth. It's a fifth, yeah. A fifth doesn't go as far as you think it would. Well, if you're drinking it by yourself, it does. I mean, but that's, well, that's true. Yeah. But when you share it with a few different people. Yeah, it goes down. Because my. It's my not a no, my filter lasts me a long time. <laughs> right. You, what you drink got Bailey's Irish cream, don't you? That's true, too. I do. I do drink you're the that. only person in the world I know that drinks straight Bailey's. Well, you know, when your name matches it, you got to support it. That's kind of odd. Is that one reason you do it? Uh, you know what? At first it was, and then I realized that I actually was addicted to it. I actually do not buy it now because I will hold. I can drink a whole bottle in very short. Yeah. Oh, wow, uh, man, there's not that much. <laughs> oh, no, well, when it comes to that Irish I, cream, I just saw this. This is completely unrelated to anything we're talking about right now. Which everything is saw, unrelated to what I we're talking about right now. I saw it on Instagram, and I've meant to bring this up. Did you know they're making a Gladiator Part Two? Yes. How? What? I don't know. You He's mean the movie? You mean the movie? Yes. yes. Wow. What's Gladiator? Ridley Scott. Did you just say what's Gladiator? Uh, yes. You Have serious? you not watched? Are you serious? Just go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> Russell Crowe. He Russell might Crow. be slightly before your time. Yeah. Matt, you slightly. are a millennial. But when were like, you born, Enrique? 1999. Okay. It came out the year after you were born. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But you so have watched it on TV, though. Almost 20 no. years ago. That's like, you have, that's like saying you haven't watched Have you watched the original Fast it and Furious? years ago. Uh, yes. The original Fast and Furious. Yes, 2000, right? Exactly. Yes, 2000. But everybody has seen it. I remember watching that in the theaters. I lived in Dallas at the time, specifically Grapevine. Huh. And this is, I mean, this is... Did you hear about it through the Grapevine? Go ahead. No, I did not. But I was into it. And I was racing my car and making noises with my mouth, like... Boom. What kind of car do you Boom. driving? No, I was engaged. It was a Nissan Stanza at the time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they don't make throwback. them no more. For a no, reason. that's a throwback right there. And it actually, it had no muffler, so it was very oh, loud. <laughs> At the use In 99, I was driving a vehicle that they just discontinued. <laughs> a Saturn. An Oldsmobile Alero. Nah, yes, I do yes. remember that. Oldsmobile made one car for young people, and it was the Alero, and they quickly, Oldsmobile went out. They were <laughs> done with, 
and I had a car that you could not get parts for. Plus the fact that it's an Oldsmobile. Yeah, it's an Oldsmobile. You cannot be cool no. and drive an Oldsmobile. No, do they make Saturns anymore? No, I don't believe they do, sir, no. Uh, do you I remember mean, the Chevy Corsicas? Yes. Yes. I don't make those no more yeah, either. Anymore. Yeah. Like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. My friend, I had a friend whose dad worked at a car shop, car lot, and he would come in and these, like, they just let the people that work there take these cars home somehow or another. And he would always bring in a new Corsica or a new Alero. I remember oh. that car very vividly. <laughs> but now, yeah, they're non existent. No, they're not there. What about Dodge Vipers? Do they still make those? They do indeed, yes. Really? Yes. And those are like expensive hot rod cars. Yeah, but they but still they're race like them too. super cheesy. I do yeah, know that a group them. of Vipers is called a generation. We're not getting into this again. FY. No, there you go. There you Throwback go. to our no. early days of podcasting. Uh, back when I was young and stupid. <laughs> and not. Anyways, getting back what to my idea. What are you idea, talking about? We've been drinking a lot of whiskey here lately. And we've yes, been you slowly have. Slowly becoming connoisseurs. What? I would agree with that. Mostly sewer. Uh, we have come up with these Glen Karen glasses. I think so. I just, you, I just Amazon two today because they're of very nice. Did you really? Yeah, that's what I was doing. They Amazon do today. add to the taste of the whiskey of yeah. the scotch, and they do make you get used to smelling things. Yeah. It's very nice. So are you supposed to stick your nose in it as You're you drink it? You're supposed to drink. No. No. no you, it's, Just take does a, that make give you nosier? Your, <laughs> your olfactory <laughs> senses help with your taste. And so it, like, I know. If, so thus, this the way that the glass is designed. It's fatter at the bottom, skinnier at the top. The fumes rise to the top, so you get more okay. of the taste. Gotcha. So that's the idea. It makes the drink taste a little bit stronger. I, gotcha. I'll give I'll give credit for it because it did. It does. It, it very really much did. does. And we highly recommend. Them. So Jerry watched a YouTube about this guy drinking scotch. Do you remember the name of it or anything? Uh, I think. Uh, okay, first off, I've been I've been obsessed. You have driven me down the rabbit hole <laughs> with Instagram. Uh, first off, I'd like to <laughs> issue I'd like to issue an apology for all wow. of our fans that I've interacted with within the past month or so on Instagram. I don't know how to Instagram. Sometimes people will be talking to Gobby, they'll send him a message and what then I'll pop do? in and I'll check the Instagram and I'll not know what they're talking about and I start it just is, talking. It's not ideal that we both share an Instagram because originally it was just me. Yeah, yeah. So I would do but this now, this that. But now Jerry gets on there and because he's not Social network aware? No, it's not even that. He's just not a very sociable guy. Guy. Oh, he acts. He only like he he analyzes oh, the situation and then tries to pretty much play it off. Uh, but you've been doing good. Like I've, the stuff you I've, post is funny. I've been trying. I've been I'm trying not a meme uh, guy. I like memes. You I like, discovered they're memes hilarious lately. You got lots of likes on them. I've been killing it with You've the been likes. With the memes? I've been crushing it with the likes. But like, but like, I responded to something, or Denva asked a question about the monkey shoulder. So, what do you think? She wanted to know what Joe G wanted to know what I you think. She's talking about what I just posted, right? But you <laughs> so did, but she I'm wasn't. But talking. there was literally a picture of the whiskey I there that later. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, okay. I'm not the best on stories. Oh, okay. But I got you. Even still, He's getting there. even still, I'm getting there, and it's got me watching YouTube. Have y'all, y'all, you know what I'm talking about? The YouTube, the YouTube. Yeah, we the, all know. The, so the I have found this channel that describes in great detail not only the history of certain drinks, but how to make them. So oh, last okay. night I watched this movie, five minutes. I then went to the grocery store. I bought me oranges. I brought me orange juice. I got me some heavy whipping cream. I made me an orange whip. You ever had an orange whip? Never heard of that. It's on the Blues Brothers. If you'd watched really? the Blues Brothers, you would have known about an orange whip. 
I got made, an orange whip. Uh, orange whip. You shake it. I bought me a shaker. I shook me a I got a shaker. Some crushed ice, some heavy whipping cream, some rum and some vodka. You shake that mess up and it is good. I, I was hesitant as well. Rum and vodka. Rum now, and the only vodka. reason I think that might work is because basically a Long Island iced tea is everything. I love oh, that's true Long too. Island And I like them. I sure too. I have a friend from Long Island. You want to get turned? Too. <laughs> get their tea. I want to talk about this game called Raccoon Tycoon that is oh, made by... Oh, you mean we're rocking... It's Glenn Dover. Rocking Drover. Guardians of the oh, that's the game y'all were playing when I came civilized? in. Raccoon Tycoon by Glenn Drover. You know why I like him? Why do you like him? Because of his name? Empire's Age of Discovery. Oh, that's right. That's where I was just looking did him up. Did you not realize that? I did. I, I was. I was looking at now. He, Glenn Drover is also the person who did now. Uh, all you Ameritrash fans, this is what I like about him. This is what I like about him. I am fascinated by designers that can make games that are completely separate from each other. Yeah. Like they are completely different, different mechanics. Euro, I very rarely do you see a designer go from being a Euro gamer designer to a Ameritrash designer. So here's the thing with Glendover. Do you know that Glendover... Drover. Drover. Excuse me. Not only did he make... Uh, Come on, Drover! Uh, Discovery, which is one of our favorite worker placement Euro games. One of my top. He also made... List a, coming he, soon. He also made Attack... Now, attack is a. Is that the aliens game? No, 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 no. Attack is the is the the next step up from Risk back in the day. Oh. It was made back in. Uh, oh, let me look it up. Never but, heard of that but, one. It, 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 attack and its expansions was something that like the the people in the know of board gaming. It's, it's actually came out much later. It's like two thousand and three. It was like the board gamers Risk. Hmm. Uh, and Ooh. attack made by I believe at the time Eagle Games. It, it was a somewhat respected war game then when it came out. Glenn Dover. Yeah, Eagle Griffin was the one that made it. Eagle Griffin's also the one that did Discoveries. So he has made the, one of the quintessential Euro worker placements. He has made a very uh, uh, respected Ameritrash game, and now he has made Raccoon Tycoon. <coughs> Raccoon Tycoon. Despite... Uh, I, I'm kind of at a loss to describe the art. It has cats. It's adorable. And tycoons. That's how I describe and it. Skunks adorable. And badgers. Not honey badgers. They Dogs, don't. bears, cats. Uh, Got some things in it. They're all dressed up. And apparently it's these... adorable. Felines and this, other mammals. It's like animal... Cat, it's like an dog. It's like, I see it. It's like an animal farm kind of thing. It looks like it animal farm. It's not. I am just, <laughs> it looks like Animal Farm. They're dressed like that. Oh, okay. Not about the bull. There's, no, there's no, there's no, there's no pig. And I'm a sucker for cute animals. Is the pig the leader in Animal Farm? Uh, what was the pig's name, Bubba? Oh, uh, not Francis. No. Who was that? There was a horse. There was a pig. I have not read the Animal pig, Farm. The uh, pig. You got it. No, Never read it. Are you serious? Never read it. It's like I know we're getting off, but That's you have to read the Wells, right? Yes, that's when he is. Yes. But he was symbolizing all these things. You you have to read as communism, right? Well, some would say. Have that, you yes. not read eighty four? Eighty four, nineteen eighty four. You haven't read that either. No. So you it just was, don't in, care about okay, the first. In high school, the, we're supposed to have read nineteen eighty four, which is great. Uh-huh. Animal Farm, which is good. War of the Worlds, yes. which is good. And what's the one with the kids on the island that kill each other? You talking about Lord the, of the Flies? Lord, Lord of the Flies. flies. We we're supposed to read all that. You, I cheated my way through all of that. Wow! <laughs> but I, but now in my older years, I'm interested. But I didn't know if they were like actually good or if they're just considered classics. Because some mm. crap considered classic, 
I don't like. I've tried to read several old novels. I don't. I read. Please don't say what I think you're about to say. No, Robert A. Heinlein, Mm -hmm. The Martian Dude. Yes. I've done said this before. What is it called? Uh, uh, Carter. No, No. (laughs) not John Carter. John Carter. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on this. Oh, it's something. The it's the Martian something. Oh my! No, the Man from Nowhere or something. Okay. Anyway, Robert A. Heinlein is this classic sci-fi mm-hmm. book supposed to set all these standards for mm-hmm. sci-fi. It was very good. It was like X Men in the beginning. This yes. dude comes from X- Mars. He's got all these powers, but then like halfway through, it switches to philosophy. Oh yeah, of course. And it goes it into sense. like religion and oh. politics and all this stuff. And I, I mean, I understand how people could like that. Me personally, stick with the sci-fi stuff. But Animal Farm, yes, is is it literally animals, right? Yes, yes. And, and they talk, they, and they talk, think, and they, and they have issues. Do, yes. Are there humans? Yes. Do the humans interact with the animals? Yes. Yes. Do they speak to the animals? Yes. Yes. So the animals talk back. Is yes. it yes. like just a thing? It's or like is a it fact. not? It's, no, it's just a thing. Just imagine how you talk to your cat if your cat talked back. Sneaky. Yeah. Thank you. You so play. it's like no big. They, they don't think it's a thing that the animals talk back. Uh, it is somewhat, it's somewhat odd, but it's not. It's, it's not, not the inter- highlight. Of it's okay, not I will read. It. Is do you want me to read it? You I should. desperately want you. To well, read I'm it. gonna okay. tell you a reason why. I'll tell you a reason why. And not just because it's Henry a great Day. book. Why am I reading this? H.G. Wells was one of the first compelling sci-fi writers. Right. Period. And so he like he like more than just to find the genre. He just expanded upon it. And like Jerry said about the board game, a one guy who can make a board game completely different than the other, mm. HG Wells could do that. By the way, just to throw it out there, read Dan Simmons, The Fall of Hyperion. It's one of the best sci-fi books I've ever read before. What's that? Dan Simmons, The Fall of is he read the Hyperion series. Hyperion. Hyperion oh. series. Oh, I've been working on Stranger got- in a Strange Land. <laughs> That's the Robert A. Heinlein book. I will look it up. Since we're delving into things we're reading, and I'm about to jump off. Robert A. Heinlein, creator of Starship Troopers. Yes. Oh, wow. Which which I've not read Starship Troopers, but again, I heard the book. The book was really good. Really good. Wait, there's a movie. Really crazy. The movie is really crazy. What? Yes. But it's probably the book, book, though. But the book was was actually about militarism, militarization, and Mm. various. I didn't know there was a book about it. You don't know. You didn't know there was a book about Jurassic Park. There's a book about (laughs) Jurassic Park. You didn't know there was a book about Jurassic Park. I bought him Jurassic Park, made him read it. Oh, that's right. I remember it. 2000. I'm not familiar. I didn't read it for a year, but then he's like, what? Okay, Maybe. but wait, I gotta look up Hyperion. Why you while you're going on, I, and just, boy, you've got me sidetracked and now I'm but the book This is the <laughs> board game books podcast. The book that I'm currently <laughs> reading, because I'm going back and catching classics, and there has been one that I have regretted that I've never really gotten picked up. The Bible. That I thought <laughs> that I thought would be something that would be up my alley. Uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I literally have been reading that, trying to listen to the Audible. It's atrocious. Okay. No, no, no. You I, have to get into that. No, you have to get no. into it. I, I can't say that's my period. I am, stuff. I love I am it. like, okay. I, I'm in chapter. I'm oh, in. Oh, you got me going. Go ahead. Okay, Frankenstein. I have much to say on Frankenstein. I won't go any further, but I am. It has affected me in a way for which it is very moving because what caught me off guard is that I know Frankenstein, the old shows yeah. right. of this crazy guy puts together a body and electrocutes it and it comes right. alive and it goes out and does crazy things. That is not what this book no. is about, no. which has caused me to go down the rabbit hole and learn about Shelley, the writer, and all that she went through mm-hmm. and what this book is truly about and the things that, and what, why okay. she is writing it. And it is. Well, you will, I will have to do the same. Okay. I tried. Okay. Can I say, let me just go real quick. Do your thing. 
I have gotten into this, and uh, I've been inspired by Bubba on several occasions mm. to try some classics. He's very inspirational. He's I very inspirational. He is. I tried Wuthering Heights. Uh, cannot get through Bubba the first five romantic, chapters. Yeah. That's how right. I love that book. It's though. like super hardcore <laughs> English, literate English. Like the yeah. way they talked back then was just like, Yes. Okay. Anyway, so I was like, okay, well, I kind of, I got about five chapters in to stop. I was like, Frankenstein. That's like a monster story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Sci-fi. Yeah. I start listening to the Audible, and I listen to Audible because it has Dan Stevens. Okay. Who is also I don't know who that is from Downton Abbey. Oh, okay, okay. That he was Mary's husband that died. He's reading, and I, maybe it's his reading that has affected my opinion of Frankenstein. But he starts off telling the story, the back. I, I got probably six or seven chapters in, but he's like almost crying in every chapter. It's like all this, like everything is so tragic. I can't handle it. He's like on the verge of crying in every chapter. I'm like, well, so it's moving. I, but it it's didn't good. get. So, okay. So the boy just died. Okay. Stop. Oh, stop, yeah. stop. Stop. It's stop. Frankenstein. I haven't re- got to stop. <laughs> it's a stop. hundred years stop. old. Stop. I haven't read it. It is good, good though. Okay, Lord, God, this is why I can't ever I, talk to him about any books. Is because instantly he starts ruining every movie. <laughs> yeah, every I book. thought you'd I know Frankenstein. No, no. no, I have not read it. I literally just said that. You've only watched no the uh, Gene no. Wilder version. <laughs> no, just stop. Uh, Would it be fair to say that you have to once? I got to where the boy died. No. Yeah, yeah. Stop. What? They accuse this lady, uh, oh. and that's it. Okay. And I was like, but he was like about to cry as he's yeah. reading this whole chapter. I'm like, I can't do it. Well, Maybe I need to read it myself what? and get his voice out of my head. General note, anytime you start reading period books, you have to read them consistently and more than one and, and just rough through the first two or three books and then keep reading. And it's like, okay. it's like, it's like, like sometimes I get in the mode where I want to watch an action movie and I like, uh, what's the guy? Fast and Furious. Vin no, 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 no. Gotcha. Oh God, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, oh, Liam Neeson. No, uh, you, you went know. to Kimbo. The just one then. who's in the office. He was in the office. You watch it like oh, people yeah. watch it in Christmas time. Uh, time. Uh, uh, but uh, 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 uh you be John Krasinski, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, man. Sometimes I get into a mode. I Did just want to watch the him. Office? No, I said he's in the office. <laughs> in the office, you know. Enrique, Enrique won't know anything about that because that was definitely pre two thousands. But I'll get into the mode where I just want to watch him, and then I'll watch that, and then I'll watch another action movie. And that books are the same way. Period. Books. You have to get into the motion. In the the of the understanding, of anything from seventeen eighteen hundred. I you tried Wuthering Heights. Well, I you, bought it in the picture of Dorian you, Gray. Oh well, Dorian oh, Gray is a whole nother. But now, can I tell you that? Okay, no, my mother's favorite movie growing up was the picture of Dorian Gray, and depressing. it starred Tyrone Powers, mm. like this super old twenties thirties actor. Mm. That's my mom's favorite actor. So I've known about Dorian Gray my whole life. Yeah. I try to read this book. It's Oh my god. No, that's a hard. We got to get we got to get back on topic but before Wait, what? before I recall you have to read one of my favorite books and I know you will well, like I, it. Uh, Slaughterhouse 5. Thank you. Go ahead. Excellent book. Can I say one thing? Yes, good good yes. segue. Good segue. Have they ever cuz I don't know this. How the, have they ever created a board game 
based on a book. Not, not no Sherlock Holmes and all that. Yes, but, yes, but, they have. but but uh, like something that like I would classics. Yeah, like yeah, hey, one man. of the okay. Tale of Two Cities. No, 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 no. Please, please. It's please, called Bunny Kingdom. Please, no, no, no. You, you've got, I played that. You, you've got you've got all of not only a column of fire, which is a new, which is a newer one, but also okay. his prequel, which was uh, Ken Follett. Yeah, Ken Follett, okay. which and is also classics. Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of Pillars the Earth, Earth is, is that a, a classic? Is that a is that, that a, is a board game where you're building? Really, I did not know that. Yes, Pillars it's of the like Earth, like a quintessential worker placement that I've always wanted to buy, but Jerry's always shut me down. Well, is it based on the book? It's yes. based. Oh, it's you just, buy that. It's what really is it called? Cathedral. Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of the Earth. Is this what the, what the board game it's is called? Bo- yeah, board game's Pillars of the Earth. So, wow. getting back on our topic about on. Raccoon Tycoon, because we got somehow. It's <laughs> weird to go from what we're I, talking about. I like, going back to Raccoon Tycoon. Animal Forms just opened it up. That's this, right. this hard I merging forgot. of like, we, this cat has a hat. That reminds <laughs> me of Animal Farm. You know what? Emily Bronte, Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> uh, Raccoon Tycoon by Glenn Dover. It is, Glenn Drover. It is a game of manipulating prices and purchasing land and purchase and bidding on railroads. And so the game, for it being so light, there's actually a lot of strategy into it. So you're dealt a hand of cards. And the strategy just, is what to do when you exactly, and that it's a it's all about timing. So out in front of you are these various resources and their prices, and when you play a card, the card has two indications on it. It shows which stocks go up. So whether it's these commodities, these woods, uh, coal. Uh, wheat, whatever these these little items are, they go up in price by this many numbers. On the bottom half of the card are the resources that you can produce, and you can produce three of them. So you select what three uh, resources you produce, and you take those resources. You can only hold a limited amount of resources, up to ten when you begin. And so that's one of the actions that you can take. So you're basically producing resources and driving up the price, like a supply and demand thing. The other thing that you could do as an action is you could bid on these railroad cards. And these railroad cards is essentially set collections. There's four or five different types of railroads. And the more different, uh, the, 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 the more of that one type that you buy, it multiplies your victory points. So you can begin an auction. And so you can say, I'm going to bid on, and they all have these cutesy names like Top Dog or Sly Fox or Fat Cat Railroad. Say, I'm going to bid. Yeah, we everybody start bidding on Top Dog. I'm bidding on Top Dog. And then everybody at the table, this auction opens up and it has this paper money, but it's actually good paper money. Uh, and you so you have this auction that goes around and everybody bids and so that's I would still prefer like clay coins. Uh, everybody prefers clay coins, but but the, but the money was the money. This is probably some of the best For paper, paper money. money. This is some of the it best wasn't paper, even money. paper money. Some of the best. It's like it was paper like money it was like sized. It's like a what do you call it? So what do you call it when you like you have your like a piece of paper and you want to keep it so you run it through this machine? And it's you, laminated. Laminated. There you go. It's like <laughs> laminated paper. I, I I didn't know where you were going with that. Right, yes. right. okay. But anyways, it has good paper money, and there's this little bidding aspect of it, but also there's this resource management. So the other action that you can take, and you can only take one action on your turn, is that you could just sell. All of your one type of resources for the price. And when you sell it to the market, that price goes down by that many resources. So if wood selling for ten bucks a piece, you sell five pieces of wood, it drops down five spaces, and so thus you've you've supplied the market, so there's more supply, so thus there's less demand. 
And so you're you're going back and forth doing set collection and auctioning and then resource management. And then there's these little tiles that you can buy that are buildings that give you little bonuses. Like they increase the amount of, of goods that you can hold. Or they allow you to produce uh, automatically a certain uh, goods each time you play a card, each time you produce. So the game is surprisingly easy to learn. Like Gobby sat down, spread out the tracks, gave me the card and said, when you play a card, do this or do this and do that. And you can do an auction. I mean, quickly explained it and made perfect sense. Well, yeah, thank you. I mean, it was it was one of those Aww. that I'm sitting here and he's talking about how easy Love. it is. And I'm thinking, oh, every time he says a game's easy, <laughs> he gets here and he says, well, there's these pieces and you put this over here. It's like Google. It is very, uh, very simple. It's very simple. This and is, I, go ahead. This is like a... I don't want to call it entry level, but the... It's very simple, though. It's very simple. You got five actions. You do one of those, your turn's done. But the strategy behind There's it... There's a lot of strategy. ...was actually pretty good. Huh. Uh, you have to... I like the cards. That's my favorite thing. That, to me, that's excellent. And the this 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 game is about timing, as, as it was brought out. Is that, obviously, you can look out on the board and you can see the, the resources that other people have collected. I'm running up a certain item i'm driving up the price because i intend to i intend to of course sell it here quickly and then of course i look over at enrique and realize enrique has been stockpiling that same good it is obvious that he has waited while i have driven up this price of this product and now he is about to sell all of his commodities and reap the benefits of my hard labor you have to pay attention to the other people at the table, and it's very easy to do so. It is. It's very easy to pay attention and see what they're doing, and and kind of get game out. I think I need to start selling stuff now because I'm the price is about to go down because they're going to start selling their items into the market, or I need to start utilizing my items to purchase land, and land again is just multipliers for victory points, and so and buildings are a victory point a piece. At the end of the game. So this is what I this is what I find fascinating about this. The, fascinating. There's bidding. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> I just realized I did beat you. One on word. Uh, two words for you, Gabby. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Bad call. Bad, bad call. call. You it made just, a bad call. And this is, is your game. You should have known the rules. It that is, is what your it fault. is, Gabby. No. Uh, is that's a W is. in my yeah. column right there. I mean, but no. we know that I you had won. Three buildings. Call we know that me you won. Belichick. And, and that's, that's the only and thing I only that counted the warehouse, <laughs> and he was uh, counting the lumber yard. The record say says no. you have lost. No, yes. it was mine. Yes, it was thirty I've got to thirty-three. I've got the hair of Tom Brady and the strategy of Belichick. I'm that way. Thirty-two. I'll just throw that out there. So, Quick question, Bubba. Yes, sir. Query. Okay, Raccoon Tycoon. I like the bidding. Mm-hmm. I like the. I'm going off topic. I start. I'm going to ask you a question here in a second. Though. Go ahead. I am listening. I like the cards that drive up the price, and then you get your commodities. I like all of it, and the buildings in the beginning. I did not. There was a rule. I don't think we did when I played with Mike, and that's you get that product. Every time yeah, y'all, y'all, get it. y'all messed up the rule. Uh, and plus, they're a victory point apiece at the end of the game. That helps. I like all of it. It's a very simple game. It's Like I said, it's easy to teach. It's adorable. I love cats. I love dogs. I love big bears. 
Love the bears. And we played three player, and it was still pretty good. Love the bears for a bidding game. No, the the dog. How do you rank it as far as your bidding games? It is. It is obviously uh, high society, modern art, and that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna kind of jump on my bandwagon about. This game is themeless. I mean, what's the theme? You're a rat. Cute little animals. It's cute little animals. It's a bunch of mechanics that have been melded together in a nice way. Such and it's as, called, yeah, Raccoon Tycoon. And there's only like a few raccoons in it. What he's a tycoon of? He's a ra- he's a tycoon of commodities. He's a oh, cute okay. little. He's, oh. a, he's, he's it, anything he's tycoon is related to commodities. Yeah. It rhymed. It the, rhymed. the railroads. Rhymed. The railroads are the animals you bid on. Like yeah, there's yeah. supposed to be different railroads. It, it's it, like you said. It's themeless, other than the picture. This drawn is a on it. this yeah. is a themeless econo- light economic game. Here's the thing. This is why I think this is interesting. It's not my favorite bidding game by any means. No. It, it's it's not a great bidding game. It's not my favorite stock game in terms of like driving at prices and selling goods. It's I not, prefer the stock over the bidding portion. It's not my favorite tableau builder where you're buying the little buildings and right. it's not my favorite card game. It's not my favorite resource management. It's not my favorite anything. But it's a good little bit of all. But it has enough of little bitty mechanics that they all are right. They all intertwine, and most importantly, what this thing, the two things that this game does right, number one, it's simple. It's easy and straightforward and intuitive. It is, I can look on the back page and look at the of the action selection and pretty well know how to play this game. The second thing is the scoring. I have preached about this for <laughs> a long time, about right. scoring in games. He won, I really... Really don't like when a game has this runaway leader thing or that the scoring is really complicated or you don't know what you need to do to make victory points or really how to win the game. It's like a lot. It's it's, It's very straightforward. Yeah, I don't like it when a game, the scoring kills it for me. Like we, we... Few podcasts back, we talked about Starship Samurai. Samurai. Starship Samurai. Starship Samurai. Thank you, Sean. Sean Sean of Starship. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It, uh... The scoring in that was irritating because you scored every single round. Mm. It's like every time you got well, to take atrocious. your turn, you had to score, and it was just irritating. There are many games where the scoring, it gets insane. Like one person will run away with it. I like games where the scoring is very straightforward. You know what you got to do. You know what your objective is, and it helps players remain. The scoring is very Close. tight. Gotcha. So even in our game, with Enrique over there bidding it up, Enrique scored like 26, 27 yes. points. Gobby and I had a tiebreaker at thirty because that's the official record. Uh, it was that's what happened, and we were each doing different strategies. It, they both doubled down on one railway. They bought. They both did set collection on one railroad card that gave them multiple points. Only about one town. I spread out. I had four towns. Mm-hmm. I kept buying railroad tiles individually. I nickled and dimed my way to victory, and it was close to loss actually. That's what I like about this game is that Reality. although it is themeless, it's not fiddly, it's straightforward, it's straightforward, and it's something that is different level of gamers can play this. Like you said that Mike and his family have played this and they really like it. Love it. Their kids and all, you're playing it with your kids. Little Mike beat us. 10 years old beat you. I guarantee I you, I sat 12, down, actually. this is my type of game. This is an economic game. This is a This is a bidding game. This is everything I had. I was behind from the get-go. I had to fight. And remained so. And almost <laughs> lost. <laughs> Whatever. Because of this. I, but it, in the end, I don't know why a game like this that is obviously 
the artwork's there. It's put together. It's a very objectionally good game. I never heard of it. It's by a company. It really shocks know. me you haven't heard of it. Forbidden I didn't games? Know it. Forbidden games? I don't know. I don't know that company. I don't know the company. Yeah, what about the I know Glenn Drover. Drover. The only reason I know him is because of Age of Empires. Yeah. I think I've got something else here that's his. <laughs> but, Glenn Dro- but Glenn Drover has shown that he's able to make uh, a Euro game. He's I able like to make that. a Meritrash game. And he's now as opposed to play As opposed to people like I have a... Uwe Rosenberg makes the same game over and over and over and over. Feature people make some. Feature people make some. Stefan Feld makes the same game. Point salad, point salad, point salad. Over and over. Different designs, same game. I mean, there's different. There's slight variations. But I like a guy that, I mean, Age of Empires is this massive colonization, worker placement, blah, blah, blah. This is a stock bidding game. And light. And it's light. I I really like this game. I'm shocked by how much I like it. Like here, I'm Gobby, glad you like it. Gobby bought this. Gobby's been raving about it. He's been playing. Actually, it with Mike people. bought it, and then saying just, "Oh, Mike's family likes it." And I'm thinking this is going to be too light for me. This is not a game I'm going to like. Gobby sits down and quickly explains it, and I'm like, "There's this is not this is not up my alley." But quickly, the little puzzle that it presented, this. It's almost like I want it to be a small box game, but it's actually a longer <laughs> game. Hell, it's, it's about an hour long. And well, you can make it as long, like, you, it, whenever the town cards run out, which there's a bunch of those, or the bidding card, the railroad cards mm-hmm. run out. Every game I've played, the railroad cards have run out first. Right, because the, the auction. Because every person can auction. Yeah. And if you want to really speed up, you just start auctioning. And like you, and yes. I did this with Mike, it's like... I'm trying to make everybody else run out of money, mm. so I'll auction something, let them bid on it, let them get it, then I'll auction something, hoping to get something else for cheap, because they've run out of their money. Yeah, So you sense. can run through three, four auctions before you finally win one, and then it's the next person's turn. Then they can do the same thing. So you can run through the auctions pretty quickly. Get it on cheap. I did that, but I, unknowingly, I like gave little Mike a bunch of cards. Yeah. <laughs> he bid them up and got it, and then he won. And- uh but th- today was my first victory. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, Pseudo, but yes. Asterisk. 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 I'm, I, this, this is the type of game that I look for. And when I say that it's the type that I look for, it is games that have been missed by the generalized public. This is why Raccoon, t- I say generalized public, I'm talking about the main reviewers of board gamers. I don't know why this game is not more popular. I feel the same way about this game. Now, do you think it's not popular simply because you haven't heard of it? Uh, is it popular? I feel like if I've heard of it, I kind of felt like you well, it must be fairly popular. A certain, ty- a certain review channels all the time. I've not seen this game. I've not seen that this game on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else. I've not oh, seen this true. game put out there. I just want to say I think we don't call it Instagram anymore. We call it the Gram. IG? The Gram? We'll call it the Gram. Oh, okay. Just throw that out there. Okay. Oh. I was, I Wait, speaking of which, you don't hardly post either. On the gram? Yeah, the gram. The uh, gram? No, I'm not a poster. I'm a, I'm a purveyor. Jerry a is purveyor. white, so he's the gram cracker. Is that called the perv? No, no, no. That's just what? like you perv on somebody's gram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here perving on somebody's The cracker's over here perving say, on somebody's gram. I'm trolling on somebody's Stop. gram. You right missed, did you get my joke? What joke? I said Jerry's on Instagram. He's the Graham Cracker. I got that. I'm wow. Laughing. wow. I didn't get that. I'm, I'm glad, on I'm glad the you repeated inside. it. I'm, I'm glad you repeated that. Okay. I can't laugh at that. This one. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. So. 
Continue on. <laughs> uh, back to our subject about 20 minutes in. Uh, What's your favorite book, Bubba? Oh, that's a hard one, Gabby. I know that's a hard one, but you've got to have a favorite. Uh, I have a very definitive favorite book, and it doesn't necessarily make sense. It's just when I read this book, I was like, that is the most fun book I've ever read in my life. Okay, you want to know a book that I have to say is my favorite because I read it, and it was the first book that like opened up my life. And nobody's ever heard of it, and it doesn't matter, and it's the whole living print, and I don't know how I got a hold of it. It's a book called Andersonville. About Andersonville? It's called, it's called Andersonville. It, uh, it is, you are it, correct. I've never heard of that book. No, nobody has. It's about the Civil War. Now, that's like the, the prison only, camp. That is the prison camp. I've only camp. heard of it because I think you told me about yeah, it before. Yeah, it is about a prison camp uh, um, in the Civil War and it is absolutely amazing. It is super slow, super detailed. It is like reading Dickens, but an English version of it. Well, is it a novel or is it a true no, story? It is a novel. It is a it is a novel based on based on uh, an actual prison camp. Yeah. So it's it's, a, it's true story fiction, related. Nonfiction or fiction? I it's, guess. No, it's a... it's fiction. It is fiction okay. because the the characters were based on real people, but the story itself he made is is true. Hmm. It's super tragic, super good. See, that makes mine sound elementary. No, no, it's okay. Well, tell, us about, tell, us, tell us about Archie. Uh, we, we gonna, <laughs> Archie and Jughead. Wait, are we, are we just going like, to... No, my Superman one. Book. What is your favorite my book? Favorite. Hang on, i got to hear it in Enrique's favorite Okay, book. Is it Dress Park 1 or 2? Uh, actually, it's a uh, Sherlock Holmes book. Oh, what Sherlock Holmes book? Sounds Baskerville. Yes. Oh, no, good job. Did you read that because good I told job. you about that? Well... And I, I think I've never a, read that. Make my own a, clap features. A never different never version it. because it was a. I tell you, I haven't small, read many old a, like you classics. It's a small I blue will. Book. It's a small blue, uh, blue book. He, he read that the, is almost pocket size. You yeah. read the Cliff Note version. Of <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been prouder of you. I, I'm super. I proud love of the Hounds of Baskerville. I've, I've and, only and, seen and the show you the newest Sherlock TV show. Have you not read any of? I've never read a Sherlock book. Right, what about it. Nancy Drew? Does she count? I've she, read all of Nancy Drew. Well, I, I've read Are all of Nancy Drew girl? too. The Hidden Staircase. <laughs> I, I'll tell you. Are you I'll kidding that me? Was, that was a, that was. A, I read all of them. I can't lie to you. I, I read the love Hardy Nancy. Uh, now this is my thing. The Boxcar I Kids. Did, I, I love. The I read the Boxcar Kids. kids. I did not read the Hardy Boys. Love the I movie. read only Nancy Drew, mm. and right. I loved her. You know what? With your like of women, I could see that. I can see that. My favorite, but my favorite book. Is timeline okay by Michael Crichton? That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so like the timeline, the movie with your man Paul Walker uh, was atrocious, rough. Okay, hey. I'm just making sure. But have you read the book? I've read the book read and the I've book. enjoyed it. The, the book, book nice. I I read that book and I was like, that was time travel. It was dark ages. It yeah. was science. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, Merrick was a completely different character in the book yes. than he was in the movies. Yeah. It was great. I love I love Michael Crichton stuff anyway. Yeah, he's always except good. for that Pirates Latitude. You didn't like the, that? No, I loved it. That was like non-story. I, no, I liked it. I was like, he dipped. He it dipped just, in. The, I don't think that was him. He, I think that was those other authors that well, came yeah. in like, oh, let's fix this up. He's dead, <laughs> and then they wrote p- published this story for him. I'm like. They did nothing. Well, he didn't finish that story completely. No, right. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, like he started it, and then like yeah. nothing happened in but, that book to yeah. me. But Michael <laughs> Crichton wrote one of the most boring books I've ever read. That Ooh. was so fascinating. Oh. Was that time airframe? Yeah, you yes. like that one? That was good. That, that was, was atrocious. Su- no, I like that, that was one. so boring. A woman it, investigating an airplane crash. Yeah. It wasn't really a crash. It was this hard turbulence. Mm-hmm. I hated that book. That was. 
way better than what it should have been. That and Disclosure. I didn't like either of those two what, books. But you like Prey. I loved Prey. My, most with people the say they love Prey. Yeah, most people love Prey. That's yeah. good. Uh, Michael Crichton, I would have to say, Timeline's my number one. Mm-hmm. Sphere in the books is really good. It's Sphere like, was good. It's it's weird. You like you're not sure sci-fi. what's going on. I straight up saw the movie, was scared to death. Didn't yeah. read the book. Yeah, the book is way better. Oh yeah, I the, read book the book is way more tense. Yes, yeah, it's way more tense. Uh, but it took me a while. Uh, Michael Crichton used to be my favorite author until and now he's dead. It's mm-hmm. like I've read all his books and it yeah, sucks. You're not, you're not getting any more. Yeah, it's yeah. like I've read them all. Like, like like Jerry said, the fir- the fir- first book he got me was Jurassic Park, and I was. It, it was good, but it took me almost a year to actually get to read it because <laughs> it's a hard it, read. It breaks my heart in in Jurassic Park. Malcolm dies in the book. Well, oh, they yeah. had to, they had to re- resurrect. But him. then mm. Steve Spielberg makes the movie, and he's like the number one character. So like, oh crap! Yeah, the audience loves this guy. We got to gotta bring him back yeah. somehow, which was yeah. a smart move. I mean, it was. It was and then they're like, oh, well, what would happen if we were to bring him back? But Michael in Crichton used to be my favorite in, character. I mean, yeah. favorite author, but. Uh, just, just. Uh, was this What's po- your favorite book? Oh, Sorry House Five. Well, Sorry House Five has always been, but in, t- in terms of books, this podcast has gone way, way off the rails. It's fine. It's fine. But it's all right. This okay. is just going to be an asterisk out there that we just need the audience to understand. It's our 49th. Could it be 48, 48 or 9? Yeah, 48 and a half episodes. Yeah, this, 48, is 40, 40, 40, <laughs> this is 48 and a half. This is 48 and a half. Uh, I like the fact that we did a podcast with a theme of animals. Yes. Monkey shoulder, <laughs> raccoon tattoos. There you go. My is family it? has record, started doing karaoke. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's another, coming through or not. That's another thing. That's, that's something you're not going to be able to edit We're out. a karaoke family yes. here. <laughs> if you've noticed uh, that in Gabi's voice quality, that carries on to the rest oh, of his family. Yeah. That does. And they do enjoy it. what do you nice, think about most of his family? A most. nice I think, karaoke. I, I think you bring the sexy in the box. Oh, so, there you go. Oh, and it, here we go does. again with the sexiness. So thing I think again. that now that we have rambled for probably we rambled uh, 15, lot, seven it's minutes at this point. I'm just going to say, nine. just to recapitulate everything. Capitulate? Mm, nice. Capitulate? Nice. Raccoon Tycoon is a very nice game. Rocky Please Raccoon. give it a look. If you think we, if something that might match love adorable your, animals. Friends. Family, relatives, listeners, we appreciate you listening in on us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, and have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.